You're listening to a curated podcast from the Beyond Infinity radio program broadcast live on Tuesdays from 11am from our Mornington studios in Victoria, Australia. Presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. Bitcoin's going from strength to strength. We've talked about you know, the possibility of trying to buy in. We've been sort of saying, oh, well, let's wait for a little correction and then we can top up. But then you have a little correction and then by the time you're sort of scrambling to maybe launch a little extra investment in there, you find that it's just taken off again. And, yeah. and you know, you've really got to be very, very quick trying to take advantage of these little blips. But there have been these corrections. There are a number of factors that mm. can influence it. Maybe somebody has uh, been holding on to a significant amount of Bitcoin and they decide to dump it and uh, therefore that can drop the price a like little a, bit. Like the Winklevoss twins who, who put in $11 million out of their Facebook payout. They're apparently the, well, the, the world's first high-profile Bitcoin billionaires. There could be other people. I mean, as we've talked about... It was an 880,000 times, times return yeah, in seven yeah. years. So, bought, so very yeah. small amounts of money yeah. you know, put in seven years ago would result in you... Uh, you know, I think if you put in over a thousand, I think it was about maybe thirteen or fourteen hundred dollars Australian seven years ago, it makes you a billionaire now. Yeah. Look, you got to look back at that and think. You know, was it the right time for someone to invest in it? Um, because a lot of the use case scenario around that time was an illegitimate use. It was people using it on the Silk Road. Mm. So they were trying to buy illegal things, guns and drugs and other things that are not necessarily available or people don't want traced back to them. Mm. So... You know, looking at at that time, of course, lots of people say, I wish I could go back in time and buy this. Well, of course, if you could do that, you, you'd bet on the, the winner of the Melbourne Cup every year. You'd, you know, there'd be certain things you'd be just... Knowledge you know, in hindsight is a beautiful thing. Of course. Mm. And there were people that were fortunate enough to, you know, buy into that. I read stories all the time, you know, the people that had bought back in 2011 or something like that, and they'd had, you know, they only bought $5 worth, but that was quite a lot of Bitcoin at that point. They sort of just threw it away because they didn't think it was of any value. And now, it's like whoa I wish I'd um, kept that so look I guess the point is of that is that you know we didn't know then what was going to happen now and it's difficult for us to look at what's happening now and then predict what will happen in future it's easy to say oh bitcoin's going up it'll keep going up and up and up and up well that's not the case i mean if you've ever invested money in before in anything then you realize that it, nothing goes up forever there will be a crash of some kind I so, mean, just over four years since the winklevoss twins got in it's ballooned by almost ten thousand percent yeah I, I can't remember exactly what the, i have watched a story on this before I don't know what was the trigger for them to say we want to be part of this, but they did get the payout mm. and they had an $11 million bet on uh, Bitcoin. So this mm, is US dollars. US dollars yeah. as well. So mm. basically they, they came in at a time when Bitcoin was really low. What they really wanted to do was actually build a full investment trading platform. Mm. And so everyone would go through them. And in order to do that, they needed to have the Bitcoins you know, to, to back it. So they right. would have been, you know, they would have invested in that. But with the trading platform, they would have been then selling some of those bitcoins so they would have been mining themselves they would have actually been buying of other people and as the price has gone up and people are buying in well they're making their money back and they've made certainly made their money back many times over mm. but so, whether they've actually sold and you were saying off air that you know for them to have you know given the amount of bitcoin that they that they originally bought and the value of it now if they were to just suddenly cash out then that would potentially have an impact on the price of bitcoin oh, cause instability because yeah. it, it suddenly releases a whole lot of bitcoin onto the onto the open market well the, the issue we have now is the, the reason that the price is going high is because many people want Bitcoin, but mm. there's not necessarily a lot of Bitcoin available to mm. them. Mm. So, you know, this is the finite scarcity. number of Bitcoin. Exactly. Yep. So, and, and the thing is with Bitcoin, it is finite in terms of the total amount will be 21 million, but I think we're only around about the 16 million Bitcoins.
options available at this point. It might be a little bit higher, but it's not going to be much more than that. Mm. When you look at that number, but then you have to consider the fact that when it was originally mined, there was people that lost their hard drives that have lost access to wallets. Therefore, maybe the actual amount of Bitcoins available is half that. So you've got 8 million Bitcoins and then there's people holding it. So you then you've got sort of the, the actual amount of Bitcoins available in the market is getting you know smaller and smaller so the only way um you can really deal with that is then obviously selling in subunits and the value goes up you know just with anything that's of limited supply um mm. people are going to pay more for it but all of a sudden if you say well here's you know a million bitcoins available for anyone the price is by definition it's just going to plummet absolutely flooding down. the market, it's flooding so. the market. It's yep. going to drop mm. and that would be good for bitcoin for other investors to get in and get on board mm. um it would be you know it would certainly hurt a lot of people's you know hopeful fortunes but because I, I, I could see that if you flood the market and drop the price it would recover but it could take a minimum 12 months or you know could could take a few years before it gets back up to sort of the 11,000, 12,000, 15,000, 16,000 price tag that we're hearing at the moment. Yep. I'm looking forward to a crash. I hope there is a significant one. I can see that's probably going to come from maybe the miners in China that certainly, you know, maybe want to flood the market and try to influence it there. But realistically, I mean, it's, it's crazy the price that just keeps going up. And, and up you can imagine that there's people who, who are sitting on, you know, really very big capital gains who are either thinking to themselves, okay, well, look, I want to, I'm going to, I'll sell half and I'll keep, I'll keep something in it, but I'll sell half, I'll take a, bit, I'll take a profit, mm. or it's gone high enough, I'm going to, I'm going to cash out and, and and make a big profit, like the Winklevoss guys potentially. But but as you said, they 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 have other reasons for holding a, a big amount of Bitcoin. They've got other services they're trying to yeah. develop uh, around Bitcoin. You know, you can see a stampede for the doorway. If this thing, if there was a, a strong enough correction, there's been some twenty percent corrections, mm. but they've correct, they've they've recorrected and and gone ballistic you know within a matter of days yes. often there were some comments made by i think the head of jp morgan was critical of bitcoin said it was like a ponzi scheme yeah it was going to collapse and the tulip crash that we exactly like in the 1600s yeah. years ago yeah and unfortunately you know i, that, I actually had watch- an impact and then the, and then the price just kept surging again but you know what's it going to take you know, people are, are now sort of conditioned to accept a 20% fall, knowing that it can come back very, very quickly, mm. and that that's happened on a few occasions now. So what would it be? What would it require for there to be a stampede? Because I would imagine once there is a stampede, then it will collapse. It will go to nothing. It'll, you know, because if everyone tries to get out of it at once, I don't know well, what this the is, effect But this be. is the advertising that we had on the internet 20 years ago, back in, you know, the, the, the dot-com crash. It used to be, you know, I was around for that, all mm. that sort of time, mm. what was happening there. Mm. And it used to be, you know, just buy a website and then you know you'll make millions of dollars kind of thing i remember this there was this stupid website where this guy was selling pixels so he put a website up and basically you would be able to buy a number of pixels so you're like well i want a hundred pixels by a thousand pixels and you know you, you've bid essentially on per pixel price like advertising space advertising like, like classified all in newspaper. and mm. i went to this site and it was just stupid it was ridiculous but the thing was it had a huge following of people. People were just throwing money at it. And then there was um, the dot-com bust, which mm. people lost lots of money. And to a degree, you can see that in, in Bitcoin. It's, it is different, and I'm not trying to say that it's going to you know, be a repeat of that, but there are some similarities, as with any bust that you can, or you know, boom and bust that you can look at, in that 
you know, people think it's just going to keep going up and up and up and it's we're on a sure thing here and it's the best thing ever. And, and with the price that continues to climb at the moment, I see what's happening is there are more people that are like, well, I'll just buy some and I'll invest in some. Mm. And they do that and that's great and that helps to keep the price going up because of, you know, limited supply. But it's not answering the question about how it's going to work in real life. Mm. There is only a small portion of Bitcoin holders, users, that actually have a real-world use for Bitcoin at this point in time. Mm. If it becomes adopted in regular business models where it's you know buy online and use bitcoin versus you know rather than using a credit card sure then we're actually having a different discussion then mm. but for the moment it is about the excitement the investment well if i buy bitcoin it's going to be worth double in you it's know a, 6 months time it's a classic bubble look i'm a little bit concerned not look the money that I've invested in it, mm. if I lost it, I'm not going to have a cry. Mm. Like it's not mm. that much. I've mm. put in, I think in total, because I've bought in multiple um, times, mm. I think it's around about $600 worth. And that was over the course of about a year. So really, and that oh, look, I understand that's probably a lot of money you know, to some people, mm. but this was a time where I'm like, I've got a spare 50, I've got a spare 100, I'll just put it in. And I didn't really think about it too much. And that's now grown and Certainly, if I cashed out now, I've made well over that. Mm. And I'm not advocating for buying now and then hoping that it'll continue to rise. Mm. I'm saying if you have some spare cash and you're okay with losing that, we've covered this before mm. about the you know 1% disposable income. Yep. If you want to invest that, that's fine. Go ahead. If it's not going to hurt you by losing it, then mm. by all means, go for it. Mm. But it does have some pretty telltale signs of um, you know boom and bust scenarios. Yep. Now, look, another thing which is causing some concern about this is... When we had the fork a couple of months back, and we've, which we've covered on the show, and you can head to beyondinfinity.com.au to you know, have a look yeah, at it's or listen. Bitcoin is forked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So basically what happened is it's essentially the same code but with some modifications, and the regular Bitcoin continued down one path, but then there was Bitcoin Cash that followed a different path. And the thing is you can't use you know, whatever happens on Bitcoin from that point on it is not usable on the Bitcoin cash side. So it, it is a separate currency, even though it's built on the same framework. So there's different values and you certainly can't use you know the same on both. And this has caused a bit of confusion, especially for new people entering into this investing space because they've gone out and they've purchased real Bitcoin they have a Bitcoin cash wallet and they can't understand why they can't deposit that Bitcoin into their Bitcoin cash wallet. Mm. So there's now Cryptopia, have, um, which is a site that sort of I've sort of found this notification on, is that due to a lot of conf- users confusing Bitcoin cash or BCH with the real Bitcoin BTC, they have now renamed Bitcoin cash to a more popular nickname of Bcash. And this is to protect the new customers from accidentally purchasing B- BCH or um, or Bitcoin Cash or Bcash now, uh, by mistake when they thought they were purchasing Bitcoin. So when they did the fork, these were the two things. You had you had conventional Bitcoin and you had Bitcoin Cash or Bcash. That's right. So yeah. that, that was what actually, that, those were the two divisions that, that happened and, from and the, the up, fork. And before the fork, it was just the one chain. So you know, in your wallet, it was Bitcoin and you can use that throughout the regular Bitcoin scenario. But at the point of the fork, it created two separate wallets 
you sort of had the choice. You were instructed by where you stored your wallets. Do you want to keep it in Bitcoin or do you want to transfer it into Bitcoin Cash? Mm-hmm. And in some cases, the price I, of the, the the prices tracked the same for each. No, form? they didn't. No, the, the, the values of Bitcoin Cash are significantly less. I think it's maybe a couple of thousand. Like it's not. It's certainly not much okay, because no because the users aren't there. It right. is. They're still mining in the same way and there's almost exactly the same similarities. It's just a few tweaks on how it's processed. And we do cover this on the podcast that people can go and listen to. And in percentage terms, even though they're worth less, has Bitcoin Cash sort of tracked in tandem with Bitcoin or it's been left way behind? I'm just wondering, you know, if you were, say you were looking to buy into Bitcoin, if it's more affordable to get into uh, Bitcoin Cash, does that have the same growth potential as Bitcoin, well, conventional look, Bitcoin? This is the argument that's happening at the moment that I've read online, particularly on Reddit under the Bitcoin forums or subreddits, mm. that people are saying, because I'm, I'm a Bitcoin person, I'm not a Bitcoin Cash. Mm. So what I say certainly is leaning more towards favoritism for bitcoin i make sure. i'm not going to hide that at all no uh, but what, what i'm seeing is a little bit of a war sort of breaking out and that there's a lot of um, publicity negative publicity that's coming from the bitcoin cash side because they want to destroy bitcoin and they want bitcoin cash to then be the more dominant player mm, because they've got invested, in, invested in it. exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and so what we find there is some rivalry and then there's uh, things that are happening within that but i haven't seen the amount of interest in Bitcoin Cash as there has been in regular Bitcoin because the price of Bitcoin has been increasing, has been going up at a greater rate than Bitcoin Cash. But there are scenarios when it might be that Bitcoin Cash has overtaken the rate at, at a certain point in time because there were things like negative publicity or I think even in South Korea, there was a huge influx of users that have, have adopted Bitcoin Cash. So that's kind of making the market a little bit lopsided in a particular area. And so, look, the, the war will continue on. It, it is now traded as two completely separate coins. And so we'll, we'll see what happens. So you can invest in both if you want to hedge your bets. You can invest in Ethereum and then there's plenty of other cryptocurrencies. So it might be that Bitcoin doesn't succeed. It might be that it, it rises too fast and it falls too quick. And it could be that Bitcoin Cash is the big winner out of this. I, I haven't got a glass ball. Um, you know, yeah. I can't predict this. I don't sure. know. Uh, so it might be worth divers- um, diversifying. I mean, if you compare the values of Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, the value of all the Bitcoins that are out there, conventional Bitcoin, is about $180 billion worth mm-hmm. of Bitcoin that's out there in circulation. It's a market uh, cap, yeah. Yep. In the case of Bitcoin Cash, it looks to me about... 25 billion so a very small fraction in terms of the value out there and and this look it's all going to depend on mining speed and and how many users adopt it because if all of a sudden we see a huge exodus this is where if there was a crash with regular bitcoin enough of a crash where current holders current users of bitcoin then go well bitcoin cash looks like a safer bet there could be enough people to jump ship that technically bitcoin is dead and we don't know that it's the big question on everyone's lips when it comes to what's going to happen. Because it's not just this fork. There are other forks that are predicted. There are other forks that are happening. And in which one is going to win out in the end? In a way, I think it's bad for Bitcoin because you're creating too much confusion. And if we want to adopt more people, more investors in this space and have the value to increase, we don't want to have 
you know, too many Bitcoin variations and then people not know or not even have that real world use. As I said earlier, you've got to have, can't just be the investors, you've got to have the real world use for it. Sure. Otherwise, it's just not going to have a, a real place in, yeah. in the world. It's, it's got to have a practical benefit at the end of the day. And whether that's making it a world currency and it's actually replacing things like the US dollar or the Swiss franc or the pound or the Australian dollar, that sort of thing, you know, whether it gets, it gets accepted, accepted by central banks and becomes the way that, uh, you know, that big transactions are, are done between multinational corporations that sort of thing but those sort of things need to happen for it to really cement its place and and, and be more than just a, a wild what do you call it like a, a classic sort of almost like a pyramid scheme which yeah. is like people piling in piling in driving the price higher and higher and higher yeah. and eventually it crashes and if you were lucky enough to get out before that then great you've taken a profit but otherwise you get annihilated with everyone else well I want to see uh, particularly re- people who've bought in recently because it's it's got so much attention because it's gone so high it's yeah. accelerated so much exactly and that's where look I want a return from the money I have put in and I, I have that on paper or, or on you know in my digital wallet mm. for sure it looks great but it's only when I cash out into my local currency mm. or if I'm going to keep it in my Bitcoin wallet there better be plenty of places online that, that, that I can spend it yeah. uh, at the moment it's it's limited it's not necessarily that available I would probably cash out. It's just a question of when would I do that? Would I cash out when it starts to fall? Or would I cash out at a comfortable point? Now, there's talks, and I doubt this will happen. If it does, fantastic. But there's talks that Bitcoin could reach a million dollars. Now, that could be 2030 that we're talking about. And that would be my number. If it hit a million dollars, I would definitely cash out. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you would. Yeah. Can I ask you just a little bit about Ethereum? So there are other bit, uh, there are other um, digital currencies out there, other cryptocurrencies. Ethereum has had a very good run. It's not as it's not nearly as strong as as the, the market cap of Bitcoin, but nevertheless, I think it's gone up in the order of I don't know five hundred percent or something in the last year. Some pretty strong gains mm. in Ethereum, and there's other ones as well. So I mean, basically, you get guys who sort of know a bit of about code. You can, you know, people can just sit down and you and I could sit down and create our own digital currency right now if we wanted to. But I'm just wondering, you know, if you were an investor or potential investor in a cryptocurrency, you feel that Bitcoin's gone too far, got too far away. And how long is it going to take for you to double your money for it to go from, you know, whatever it is now? So the kind of multiples that have existed in the past are harder to see in the future. If you want to be in a digital currency, does Ethereum have some attraction? What do you think? Well, I think it does. If you want to, if you're an investor and you're looking for that return on investment, then sure, I would think Ethereum should be part of your suite of digital cryptocurrencies that you invest in. It is about diversification. If you put all your eggs in one basket and it, it falls, well, you've lost all your eggs. But what I would say is there is a place for cryptocurrencies, digital currencies of the future. Mm. How that will work in with everyday life, I'm not completely sure yet, but I can see that you know to make it a sort of a one world currency, it's to take control back from the banks to get the governments out of your you know wallets and to basically have a decentralized currency, then cryptocurrency is the way of the future. I just don't know which one that's going to be yet. So if you're an investor, for sure, I would definitely be looking at what Other ones. income yeah. that you can do. Now, I don't have investments in Ethereum. I am 100% in Bitcoin at this point. And I guess mainly I'm looking at it from the point of view is we're reporting it on this show. So it was on the one hand, it was about, look, let's see what it takes to invest and you get a wallet set up and so I can report back to our listeners and do all that. And I have been caught up a little bit in the magic of Bitcoin at this stage. It comes back, I guess, to what I've said a couple of times uh, today is that it needs to have that real world use. So if I can see that Ethereum is going to be more integrated in the real world, then I'll put money into it. At this stage, it 
from my perspective, it's purely just the, the digital investment wallet with not really any real world scenarios. I mean, we've got Bitcoin ATMs. We reported on a previous show about as an ATM manufacturer that's turning on the software or upgrading their software so that ATMs can then uh, Standard accept. ATMs around the world, the biggest, it's a Korean company, the biggest manufacturer of ATMs in the world is actually modifying the software that controls ATMs so that they can handle Bitcoin yeah. transactions. Yeah, it's not on board. And, and that happens instantly. That's just the push of a button yeah. and, that, and that, that instantly becomes rolled out to every, well, to a very significant portion of ATMs around the world. Now, the bank would have to turn it on themselves, sure. but it becomes available to them. Yes. And we're not seeing that with Ethereum or other cryptocurrency yep. so yep. if they can solve that problem then sure then i would say it with the real world scenario it becomes more than just speculative investment and uh, it becomes something where i would certainly look to put some of my income and it could be that uh, with the price of bitcoin going well i could sell some bitcoin and then invest it into I mean, these there's, others. there's some funny names there's ethereum there's also litecoin ripple dogecoin yeah, yeah doge dogecoin yeah i mean these things that you know like what what on earth is that but this is the sort of thing where if a cryptocurrency pops up and you've got say fifty dollars that you can put into it then buy it and then put it in a locked wallet then and just forget about it if nothing ever happens okay it's fifty dollars so what but then uh, and this is if you want to speculate an in investor mm. uh, but then if in five to ten years it becomes what say bitcoin has done and all of a sudden goes from cents to twelve thousand fifteen thousand dollars per coin that's that's a pretty solid investment i would think yeah look as we've said multiple times in the show we know you know we're not you know we're not investors in that you know don't necessarily we're not, take we're not advising advisors to, to necessarily buy this at all yeah and we've consistently said you only bet what you can afford to lose yeah a bit like you know having a flutter down at the tab that's same right. sort of same sort of philosophy and that's exactly the position i'm in so if it continues to go up i'll continue that smile if it collapses and absolutely folds well it's a lesson learned, but it's not a huge loss. I'm, I'm not, I haven't bet the house. That's on it. right. Yeah. And, and I guess for you to have a significant investment in it nowadays, because the price is so high, it really becomes harder to do that. If you were to buy one Bitcoin, well, you're up to, you know, whatever it is, 15,000 Australian dollars to buy one Bitcoin. You may be tempted to buy some of the other ones. I think one thing that to, to me, I reckon is important is you, you want to read a bit. You want to find out about the process, find out about, you know, get as good an understanding as you can about Bitcoin mining, for example. Understand mm-hmm. what leads to the creation of a Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yeah, fact, how secure is it? it yeah, was, the, fact yeah. that, the fact that there are transaction costs, you know, I think you said quite high transaction costs yeah. for buying and selling Bitcoin. And that's another another factor you need to consider. So I think that the more that you can educate yourself about this, if you're thinking about investing in it the better thanks for listening and head to beyondinfinity.com.au for the best bits from the live show or to connect with us on social media we welcome your feedback and suggestion for future shows